Hello, and welcome to the Fort Collins Symphony Open Notes podcast. Today I'm talking with composer Jim David about his new piece, Ostinato Fantastico, that we will be premiering on October 1st, 2022, with the Fort Collins Symphony. Before we get to the conversation, I wanted to thank Kay and Larry Edwards for their support in commissioning this piece, and Bob and Diane Graziano for their support of the composer talks and this interview. Thank you both for helping bring music to our community. And now, please enjoy this interview with composer Jim David about his new piece, Ostinato Fantastico. Welcome to the For Con Symphony Open Notes podcast. We are joined today by Jim David, whose piece we're premiering on our on our concert coming up. Jim, thanks so much for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Could you give a, a quick overview of who you are and what you do? So uh, currently, I am professor of music, uh, and I teach music theory and composition at Colorado State. Uh, I've been here for uh, a little over 13 years now, and uh, I'm really excited to have this piece uh, performed with the Fort Collins Symphony. Yeah, so we're getting around to it in 2022. This was supposed to be premiered in May of 2020, but we all know why that concert was <laughs> why that concert was canceled. So we're super excited to to finally be doing yes. it. And and like you said, this is this is a piece you wrote for us. So you wrote it for the Fort Collins Symphony. Um, and we're going to talk about that today. Could you give us a, a quick intro to? We should probably say the name of the piece, but I'll, I'll let you I'll let you introduce it. Sure. Yeah. So the piece is called uh, Ostinato Fantastico. Uh, which is, well, we'll probably talk a little bit more about what an ostinato is, but essentially it's a repeated uh, musical, uh, sorry, repeated rhythmic pattern. And a piece is sort of an exploration of many, many different ways to uh, exploit a repeated rhythmic pattern like that. And it's based on a lot of my favorite pieces for orchestra, particularly a lot from the 20th century um, some composers that you might be familiar with, including Rimsky-Korsakoff, who's also featured on the same concert. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it's it was just a really exciting journey to, to write something that was really demonstrating as, uh, as many different orchestral techniques as I could and many different exciting ways to exploit the orchestra. That was kind of the main purpose of the piece, since that's what uh, Maestro Kenny uh, kind of asked of me for it. And, you know, it was, it was just a just a real thrill to write it, but then kind of a bit of a disappointment to have to wait so long for it to be premiered. But I'm definitely very, very thrilled to, to finally be hearing it uh, in the next few weeks here. Um, the title itself, I actually completely stole uh, from another composer. Uh, his name is Blas Ateratura. He's a Colombian composer uh, who actually I worked with when I was in the American Wind Symphony Orchestra. Uh, back in 1998, actually. Uh, but I love that title so much uh, that I said, one day I'm going to write a piece that has <laughs> that in there, and this seemed like a good chance to do that. So that's the most basic introduction to it there. Yeah, and since since you mentioned uh, that we're playing the Rimsky-Korsakov Capriccio Espanol, which is based on uh, Spanish dances, one of the other pieces, Encuentros, by Mexican composer Samuel Zyman, that we're doing is very, very dance-inspired and also very rhythmic. So this is going to be a really really uh engaging concert body and rhythm <laughs> rhythm wise <laughs> absolutely absolutely i'm looking forward to it so um i'm not super familiar with the rest of your music is rhythm 
a is rhythm something you explore often what's your what's your relationship with rhythm as a composer sure i mean i very much have always been engaged by rhythm uh my brother and my father were actually both drum set players and jazz is a big part of my uh background growing up uh and particularly uh latin jazz really really influenced me a lot so that kind of plays out in almost everything that I write. I mean, it's kind of unavoidable. Uh, it's something that's really, really tied to, to me. Uh, and, you know, I've really explored a lot of different ways to, to work with that, looking at the music of a lot of uh, 20th and 21st century composers. Uh, you'll certainly hear some elements of Stravinsky and Bartok uh, in there, of course, made a lot of huge innovations in, in rhythm. Uh, but more recent composers, uh, like say, uh, John Adams, John Luther Adams, um, uh, George Ligeti is, it was a huge influence on me uh, as well. So uh, there's there's a lot of people in there, but just a real uh, passion for rhythm and and how to work with rhythm is something that I just kind of can't help myself with. Uh, and this piece is uh, definitely all about that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Before I got into classical music, I came from a rock band background, and so what I really appreciate about is is the drivingness of the rhythm and the and the um, kind of grooviness of it and the real forward moving like this is not this is not like sleepy boring classical music at all right and that I mean that progressive rock sort of thing is definitely an influence there for me uh, certainly some uh, I was a big Led Zeppelin fan for a long <laughs> time and uh, you know Rush and Emerson Lake and Palmer all that sort yeah. of thing definitely kind of comes out I like those those rock bands that kind of straddle the lines between classical and, and rock and that sort of thing so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really like if, if we can dig into a couple of the, of the details of the piece I really like right at the beginning like you get us set and you get us kind of comfortable and then by like measure eight, you like throw that off. But then, yes. but then because, because we have the ostinato, because that music keeps repeating, like that, that initial, like knocking us off, we, we get used to that until you knock us off again. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, just like with harmony, sometimes you can kind of do certain things to sort of mess with their mind, you know, and you get, you know, these repeated patterns, you know, they're, you, you creates this sense of like expectation that you want them yeah. to happen over and over again. But if you mess with it just a little bit, it can kind of, uh, you know, do something to your brain that I really find uh, fascinating. So yeah, mm -hmm. you're definitely right on the money there. <laughs> What's your relationship with with dance since dance and rhythm are so intertwined um and you mentioned in 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 your introduction to the piece you mentioned um like symphonic dances um so this piece isn't maybe isn't specifically dance related but rhythmically it it definitely is could you speak to that sure that's again a lot of my early influences uh kind of come back to that uh, a lot of the you know great ballets mm -hmm. from like the early 20th century or late 19th century certainly uh played a lot into that uh, again like the big stravinsky uh ballets like the the firebird and uh the rite of spring that sort of thing 
Uh, and all of those big, you know, French impressionist pieces uh, like uh, Debussy's Iberia and uh, Capriccio Espanol, the uh, Ravel, uh, all of that sort of plays into it as well. So I, I've been kind of interested in that, uh, particularly like symphonic dances there. Uh, and then, you know, some more contemporary composers come in there too. Uh, a big one for this specific piece is uh, Revueltas, uh, Silvestre mm -hmm. Revueltas, uh, who's really one of the great uh, 20th century Mexican composers and just kind of some direct nods to that in the, in the middle section of this piece. So, yeah. Very cool. Again, like I said earlier, I love, I love the groove of this piece and I expect, I expect people to really, really, really enjoy it. Um, I'm wondering if you have, and I've got this, I've got the score here and we'll have a recording to play. I wonder if you have a couple like specific, really favorite moments that we can that we can highlight uh, for the listeners. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, kind of towards the uh, you know the beginning is kind of fun, just just on its own. I like the simplicity <laughs> of it, of just this kind of uh, heavy uh, you know intonation of just the main the main uh, beat there. Mm -hmm. uh, I like using the tam tam. Uh, with the uh, with the stick uh, or with a triangle beater, it gets this really sort of aggressive kind of sound there. That is uh, not something we always associate with orchestral music that much. Uh, so I, I, I like just that type of texture. I'm a big percussion fan, as I kind of already mentioned there. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of as it goes on, uh, I really like how it sort of gets into the middle section of the piece. Uh, it uses a, a technique we call metric modulation, uh, which is just a fancy way to get to a new tempo, uh, but to try to kind of conceal that as much as possible. Mm. Uh, so it sort of like jars you into being in this new tempo there. <laughs> So yeah, I, I particularly liked that one. Uh, that that's kind of uh, if you're listening closely there, you might hear a little bit of Star Wars in that one. Uh, there's a particular little section that's a little bit like that, but it's where John Williams was actually ripping off Stravinsky. So you can sort of decide <laughs> how much of uh, those two composers I borrowed from there. I, yeah. yeah, I love that that moment of like halting and like like a break like a breakdown in the middle of it's like oh we're suddenly in something different i love that sound world and that right rhythmic <laughs> change in the body as you're listening to it and you're kind of bobbing around and then oh suddenly we're in a different place mm -hmm. so i like that section a lot and it kind of culminates with a really big final statement that almost feels a bit like a tango uh which i uh tried to sort of have a little other sort of flavor there not just the uh sort of more asymmetrical things that are happening so i like that a lot i met i like the the ending a lot too uh i'm all about trying to make that as intense and exciting um I tell my students all the time, if you can get tambourine in your piece somehow, it's automatically like at least half a letter grade better uh, just by having that instrument. So yeah, I, I wanted to have like a nice fun tambourine part for the last section there to be as, you know, ex as exciting as possible. So, And what do you hope people take away from listening to this piece? How do you want them to, to be on the other side of it? 
I, mostly, I just hope that they're uh, a little bit enthralled and thrilled by it. I, I just tried to make the pieces absolutely uh, exciting as is possible that I could that I could make that happen. And uh, you know, I, I don't I don't feel like you should get bogged down too much in any particular <laughs> thing that I might talk about, like references or influences, things like that. Those are interesting uh, to some people, but I hope that you just listen to the piece and it and uh, makes you sort of want to get up and dance a little bit. <laughs> Jim, thanks so much for writing this piece for us. Again, this is, uh, I probably should have emphasized this even more, that this is not just a piece written for the Fort Collins Symphony. But this is the premiere performance. This is the first time this is this is being performed by an orchestra. So um, the recording you're, you've heard through this episode is uh, the computer orchestra kind of playing it through. But um, the MIDI that I heard sounded pretty good. So um, <laughs> sometimes they don't always sound very good. <laughs> we we hope the orchestra sounds a lot better, right? Well, that's definitely the, that's will. the goal. The orchestra is going to be the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's been a real pleasure to talk. And yeah, I just can't wait to hear this uh, uh, performance and hear the Fort Collins Symphony play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely see you there. And um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Great. <laughs>